Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 150 years. 1872 to 2022. The greatest ever ranger. John Gregg spent his entire career with Rangers as a player, manager and director and was voted the greatest ever Ranger by the club's supporters. Gregg made 755 official appearances for Rangers with 120 goals and is one of the most celebrated captains in our history. Gregg was captain when Rangers won the European Cup Winners' Cup in 1972, beating Dynamo Moscow 3-2 in Barcelona. Gregg became manager, replacing Jock Wallace in May 1978. Although he did not lead the team to the domestic league title during his spell in the dugout, he led Rangers to arguably one of the greatest European results in our history when Rangers became the first club in European club competition to defeat PSV Eindhoven at their Phillips Stadion. Greg was also responsible for signing Rangers' greatest ever goalscorer, a certain Mr Ali McCoyst. A statue of John Greg was unveiled as part of a memorial for the people who sadly lost their lives at the Ibrox disaster. John Gregg was captain of the team when the disaster occurred and it stands at the base of the famous club deck stairs at the east side of the main stand. Gregg left Rangers in 2011 when Craig White gained control of the club but made a return in May 2015 when he was named the club's honorary life president. Mr John Gregg. Hello everyone and welcome to Club Deck Corner here on Club Act 22, the Rangers podcast. And a week where spring has sprung in Scotland, let's hope Rangers continue the change of season form and stop trying to kill us all before the summer. Uh, I am your host, Scott Carney, and joining me is Ali Pearson from, I want to say Newcastle, is that right? Newcastle, yeah. I mean, sunny Newcastle. <laughs> is, it, um, is it nice already, to I suppose if it's far away, to be honest, but oh, that's um, <laughs> it's um, yeah. Hopefully, the Wi-Fi and the Wi-Fi and hotels are quite dodgy at times, but it seems all right so far. So if I do drop out, it's not me just um, disappearing. It's the Wi-Fi. That's good. You probably will at some point. Uh, Scott Gamble, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing okay. Starting to feel a wee bit better. I've been feeling a wee bit. I thought I was coming down with the cold or the dreaded COVID um, over the last couple of days, but thankfully I've been negative. I'm starting to feel a wee bit better now. But yeah, I'm good. And once again, great wee intro there, Carney, with John Gregg. I was just saying to you before we we came on air there that back must have been about 1999. Um, my old football coach, I think, was he was like a groundsman at Ibrox for a wee period of time. I'm sure, and um, we get taken in a stadium tour, like just me. A couple of my pals, my wee brother and all our, pa- our like dads around Ibrox just by ourselves and we met John Gregg on the, the marble staircase and got a photo with him. have to be honest though, at the time I probably didn't really realise who he was mm-hmm. back in 1999 and it was more our, our parents that were all excited. Um, but no, that was great. Yeah, no, as you say, it's just part of, um, there's, I think there's only going to be 
one left, two left, one, one or two, I can't remember, one or two left, I can't remember, uh, but yeah, it was just a way of us celebrating 150 years, just a few figures that have been quite important to the club, uh, so this week we are live, uh, we are open to questions from you, uh, the club at 22 Loyal, uh, we have a few from our socials to answer, but get involved in the comments and ask us anything within reason before Curry Muncher turns up and tries to ask some ridiculous <laughs> questions. Um, keep them within reasons, one that I can actually put up uh, and have the guys talk about. Uh, before we get into it, just a nod to our Club at 22 membership on YouTube. You can join for only 99p and come in next Friday evening as our first ever live and exclusive Old Firm preview pod with our Club at 22 supporters as a thank you for the amazing support. Um, also, if you are a Club at 22 supporter at the end of the season, you'll win me a chance of winning a gift card to the Rangers store. Uh, if that's not your bag, you can still want to support us. Uh, the podcast uh, you want to support the podcast you can buy the podcast a coffee the link for that is in the description for the podcast so hello everybody i can see all the all the comments coming in uh, it's good to see you all uh, we will start with a few from um a few from the social medias that i've post and a few people have been in touch with some questions so we'll start on them i will try and get to everybody's i can't be here all night unfortunately neither can the lads they have to eat so uh, we will try our hardest to get through as many as we possibly can. So we'll get into it. So the first one is from uh, our pod friends, uh, Friday Night Counter-Attack podcast. Um, quite an easy one to start with, I think. Would we sign Ahmed Diallo on a permanent deal, Alistair? No. Scotia? <laughs> <laughs> Did anybody afford him? But yeah, no. But I don't think we could even begin to think about affording Diallo. Um, no, I wouldn't sign him. He's no, sorry. He's he's not. Yeah, I know he's not played many games. But I don't think he's got the attitude for up here. I don't think he wants to be here. If I'm being honest, I think he likes the the pampered lifestyle down in at Man United. So it's a no for me. We've got better players. Alex Lowry's coming through. We've seen the B team. I'd rather see him than Diallo at the moment. To be honest, I would go along with that as well. We haven't seen much of him. Let's be completely honest. But from what I've seen, nah, not for me. Scotia, are you in agreement? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think he has an, he's got an absolute bags of talent and bundles and they'll go on to do big things, but I think he's just one of these players that's just not going to fit into the, the Scottish game. Like playing in pitches like, like Dundee's and St Johnson's. It's <laughs> just one of these players that, yeah, we, we've seen them in the past before, haven't we? Mind when Givarsh came along, you know, he didn't really he didn't fit want into to Scottish be football. Here. No, he didn't yeah, want to be I think, he, I think he, was, he, was a, he was a bit of a homebody though, Givarsh, wasn't he? I don't think he wanted yeah. away from... It was Oxer he played for. I always remember that goalkeeper scored with the top that you always wear, the red one with the blue down the side, and it was like the chipped yep. ball. It was, it was on the park like ten minutes or something like that. I don't know. I just I always remember. I always remember that that uh, that goal. But no, Diallo for me, no, no. I just think as well with Diallo, he is a strong tackle and then off somebody else and he's done and it's Scotland is full of that Scotland is absolutely full of that so as soon as he gets clattered he's not interested so no but they also ask um, the Friday Night Counter-Attack podcast also ask your favourite football memory now I'm going to presume that is not only Rangers related however knowing Alistair and knowing Scotia I'm pretty sure it's going to be Rangers related but you can take it any way you want Uh, Scotia you can go first your favourite footballing memory Oof, um, put me in the spot here. There's there's quite a lot in the Rangers and with Scotland as well, but me add. So um, yeah, got winning in. But I'll go for a rain <laughs> just to get you all into the mood for the international break there. Um, Rangers one favourite memory. It has to be it has to be Manchester. Just the whole the, the, the run, but then just the, I've said it before in this the, the the trip down to Manchester itself and that day in particular. And me and Ali were walking around at about what three or four in the morning because <laughs> we hadn't got we didn't think far ahead enough to get a bus back up the road after the game finished, and we hadn't booked anywhere. It was just a it was a cracking day in Manchester. Hmm, absolutely, Ali. I thought Scotia was going to go a Scotland one there, so I was so did I. I was I was looking forward to hearing about that. No, um, I can I can give but, you a Scotland one if you want. No, you're fine, mate. No, you're fine. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a difficult one, that kind of so many ones down the line. I probably the same as Scotia. It's probably that run to Manchester because it's pro- well, I'm sitting here saying it now, but at that time I thought this is probably the only time in my lifetime I'll see Rangers get to a European final. 
I know we're only a couple of games away from it now, but I never thought I would see Rangers in European final in my lifetime. And the run to it, it was... I mean, it was the run there. I mean, that, that game away at Werder Bremen where they battered us for 90 minutes was horrific mm-hmm. to watch. But we got there. There's the Sport and Lisbon game, the 2-0 away. The one where Whitaker ran the length of the park and everyone's telling him to square it and he doesn't. Puts it in the back of the net and obviously Fiorentina. And yeah, I'd exact same as Scotia. I'd, I'd probably say it was that. Obviously, it, it didn't go with the, the way we wanted to go down in Manchester. But um, I, I think there were certain circumstances there. I think the team had burnt themselves out. Um, obviously... Um, Zenit St. Petersburg at two weeks to prepare for that game. We got a day. two hours, I think, to prepare two for that. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm probably the same cap as Scotia. Yeah, I've probably got a couple, and I probably said both of them on the pod before, so I'm very aware that I'm going to say them. Um, one is Gaza's eight in a row, because it's probably the earliest like fully prominent memory that I have of Rangers that I remember everything really about that day. Uh, I'll never forget it. And also Helicopter Sunday, I was in a pub, the greatest pub, one of the greatest pubs in the world, the Station Bar in Weems Bay. If you're ever in Weems Bay, go in and ask for Bob Carney and say hello. And um, we won Helicopter Sunday and I was rough as toast that day. I mean, absolutely burst. And me and my big cousin went down to watch it more than hope than anything else. Uh, we went down to sit in the pub and by the end of it, we were pretty pretty full of sauce. And I just remember a puggy crowd surfing across loads of people. <laughs> as anything that could move did move. Uh, it was, uh, and I think the local policewoman at the time as well, she was crowd surfing and all sorts. It was one of the days that I'll never forget, just full of um, full of good people. It really was. Uh, so, yeah, I will go with that. But thank you, lads. Much appreciated. I'll get one from here. I'll try and do both. Look, I'll try and be professional. I'll try and be professional. Um, Aldo has asked, do you think Ramsey will get any more goals? I bloody hope so. <laughs> I bloody hope so. And saying that, Ali was in the right place at the right time on Sunday and his movement was good to be there. Yeah, I think he'll get more goals. He's he's a you got a box to box player, midfielder, Ramsey. He's more of an attacking. He's similar to Scott Arfield, I would say, in terms of players we've got at the moment. So yeah, I would expect him to get a couple more goals for Rangers. Um I, I think he I don't know whether it'll be important in the run in. It just it depends. The old firm's a critical game for us, but I think he'll have a, a part to play in um the final whatever how many games we've got left, including the cup and Europe. Yeah, Scotia, you went on on Sunday. What was your thoughts on Ramsey on Sunday? Um, if I'm being completely honest, I didn't see much of the game because I was feeling absolutely terrible. So I was kind of drifting in and out of watching it. But you're hungover, yeah, hungover, a, hungover, a hungover. bit hungover, and yeah, a bit with the cold as well. <laughs> so um, I didn't see much of the game. But from what I've heard, he wasn't he wasn't absolutely great. Maybe a wee bit lacking match sharpness. Certainly worse than he was the previous weekend. Um, but no, I think Ramsey will get get more goals. Yeah, like Ali says, he's that kind of that wee bit more attacking than the midfielders that we've got. Probably a wee bit more mobile than uh, Arfield is when he's when he'll be up to full match sharpness. He'll be a wee bit more mobile than Arfield can be. So he's going to be in that kind of position where we've been lacking sometimes if Arfield's not been playing in the in the team that your likes of Kamara, Lundstrom, Davis, Jack, they're all maybe a wee bit too further back. So I can see yeah. him getting a couple more goals before the end of the season. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. I hope that's not it. I hope that, I hope that is not that. That's the kind of peak of Aaron Ramsey. I hope for a, a lot more to come. That is for sure. And I hope he gets some game time for. It's very weird saying that that you hope he gets game time for his international team, but I hope he does because it will only benefit us. Uh, so cheers, Aldo, and I'll go back to our social media. So Kim from Facebook has asked question to all podders. Uh, Ali, which Rangers player, past or present, do you familiarise yourself with most and why? And Scotia's will be a defender. Ali, you first. I thought Scotia would be Alan McGregor because he's a shagger, just like Alan McGregor. (laughs) 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 Uh, I don't know. Familiarise with a player, past or present? That's a difficult question, though. Actually, actually, probably a prep. That's a wee bit better in saying use the questions over. <laughs> uh, but I'm not that professional. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I don't know. That's very difficult to say. 
I'm a bit of a loose cannon, not a loose cannon at times, but... Um, You're probably more think... like Alan McGregor than um, Scotia is. But maybe not in the, the, the Shagger nickname. <laughs> I would but... no, I'd find, no, 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 I'd get one. I'd, I'd probably say Barry Ferguson. Yeah. He likes a moan. So I would probably put my... I'd, I'd Barry Ferguson, I would probably say. That's fair enough. Uh, I'll say... I'll post I'm not going to steal Scotia. I was going to say Richard Goff because Scotia will probably say that. But uh, no, I would say I'd say Alan McCoyst for me because the way that he is about the football club now, and when you see him, I, I want to be like that when I'm older about Rangers uh, to still have that love for for Rangers and to be. I think Alan McCoyst lived the ultimate dream. We mentioned that in the last podcast, so I'll I'll go Alan McCoyst. That probably is probably the one for me. Uh, Scotia. You're going um, to say something was... uber staunchy, aren't you? You're going to say something yeah. uber staunch about you. You may no. In fact, no. You'll you'll laugh when I get to finally get to the end one. Um, you, you, and it, it's not Richard Goff. You'll be surprised to hear either. either. Is it Sadiq? Um, Is it Umar Sadiq? It's not. No, not him either. <laughs> no, I, I was, just while while Ali was going through there, I was thinking. I was like, perhaps a bit like David Weir, because I remember me and my pal at the time when we were young, still in primary school, and. Davy Weir had just been, or we were just going into high school, maybe in 98 sort of period, and Davy Weir was just coming to prominence with Hearts and going down to Everton. And um, what we'd said is he went away to uni and done his uni first over in America and then started playing professional football. And at that period of time, that's what we wanted to do, go to uni and then we'll, then we'll play for Rangers after that. And that was, that was our dream. So maybe him. But then I was thinking as well, and this is one this one you'll all laugh at, um, <laughs> Kurt Broadfoot, <laughs> in terms of the player, right? And I'll, t- I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. Because oh I was getting, at, this, at this period, at this period of time, I was getting played at right back for my for my local football oh. team. Um, but I was like a centre half, generally. But I was getting played at right back, and then I, I would say that I was similar to Broadfoot in the respect of playing that you were never like overly comfortable when this person had the ball, but they were generally fairly solid. So in terms of a sort of football playing sense, I would go with Broadfoot. And yeah, as I say, I told you she'd laugh at that. I don't, I don't know if I can have you back on that this podcast, mate, after saying that, to be honest. This might be your swan song, mate, so I would go out on a high if you can. Uh, right, uh, thank you very much, Kim. That's a really difficult question, though. It really is. I say I should have sent over to these lads. I'm sorry I didn't. Um, uh, right, I'll go back to where we were. See, this is dead professional. Um, CGM's asked, would you rather Barry McKay than Diallo, Sakala or Scott Wright in the wide right winger spot? <laughs> Sakala for me all day. I would never take Barry McKay back, uh, in my opinion. Uh, and I, somebody else has asked further down as well. Do you think Scott Wright's got a future? I don't think Scott Wright's got a future at Rangers. I think he'll be moved on. So I will say Sakala for me. If we were going to go for like winger with what we have now, it would be Sakala. Scotia? Um, right, let's just think about Barry McKay as a football player talent. Um He's pretty good, but when he even when he was with us, he's got that the problem with the winger that he was a bit inconsistent. You know, he was in and out of games, and then he would go like he would go maybe six or seven games without actually doing anything on the pitch. I've not watched an awful lot of him at Hearts, but I know he's been from what I've read here and there, he's been playing quite well. But I'm similar to yourself, probably go with Sakala. Sakala's got that kind of unpredictability that the, your likes in Novo used to have. Um, that Kenny just—he doesn't know what he's going to do. Our team doesn't know what he's going to do, and the other players don't know what he's going to do. So, yeah. uh, Sakala gives you that wee bit of Kenny chaos that you need. Yes, I would agree. Um, Ali, who uh, who would it be for you? Probably Sakala, to be honest. I mean, Barry McKay's played for us previously. I'd say Barry McKay falls into the same camp as Scott Wright. I'd say he's very similar to Scott Wright. He's um, he's doing really well at Hearts. He is doing well at Hearts. Um, a couple of guys that um, I deal with work, they're Hearts fans, and they say he's, he's doing really well with Hearts. But you find with these players like that, that's that's their level, and they look yeah. really good in these teams. And when they come to a big team, they, they really don't make it. And I think Barry McKay's probably found his level at Hearts. And Scott Wright is as much as I liked Scott Wright at the beginning. I still think he's an impact player. Yeah. I don't think he'll make it at Rangers. His level is probably like a Hearts or a Hibs or something as well, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, and I really did like Scott Wright. Um, as I say, I, I, I was excited by the signing of him. Um, I'd seen him in spells for Aberdeen and I was like, 
I, I was genuinely a bit of a fanboy of him, but it's just not happened for him at Rangers. And I don't know if it's just too big for him. I don't know if it's maybe not his level. And it's not a nice thing to say about him. I don't wish any harm on him at all. And I've said that before. Everybody knows if we sign a player from Aberdeen, I want him to do well because my stepdad's um, an Aberdeen fan. So it makes everything better when that happens. Um, hence my over-exaggerated love of Ryan Jack, even though I do love Ryan Jack, but uh, it's, it's all, a lot of it stems from that, uh, but yeah, I just don't know about Scott Wright. I think it's maybe time for him to, to be moved on, possibly. Possibly. Uh, so, yeah, that'll do us. I can't remember who asked that question. CGMs. I'm you. Why did I do this? I'm useless at this. There's far too many things going on. Uh, right, I'll go back to uh, our socials. David Logan, uh, also on Facebook, asked um, do you think we need to find a way to get Roof into the team more often? He's been effective any time he's come on recently and he's probably the best finisher in the squad. Scotia, what do you think? Yeah, well, I've been screaming out for Roof to start ahead of Morelos for the last two games against Dundee. And he's right there, um, David, about the impact he's had because the two, the two goals we scored on Sunday there were, you know, Roof was involved in both of them. In fact, he was all, all, straight on the pitch and sort of had that header that then Ramsey knocked away once it was saved by the, their goalkeeper. I've seen someone else in the comments in the in the streams here put up as well who plays his right wing in the old firm. I don't know if it's time that you start Morelos and Roof in the same team for a game like that, potentially. I know we're talking, we're talking there about Sakala, but the way that we set up, obviously Morelos is going to be playing all the time up front now. You would imagine. Um, I thought the Dundee games were the chance to give Roof some sort of minutes for playing up front and getting ready should they need their eyes. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if you maybe see a Roof and Morelos starting the old firm game once we get back from the international break because I don't think Roof's away with Jamaica. I don't think Roof's away with Jamaica. I know obviously Alfie's away with Colombia, but um, I'm fairly certain that Roof's staying at home. So it wouldn't surprise me that if he comes in for that game. Yeah, um, I agree. I think Roof has looked very sharp and I thought he looked particularly sharp on Sunday. Ali, if we were to bring Roof into the team, I think personally it would have to go to a conventional two up top um, with Roof and Morelos. I think it would need to be a, a kind of striker partnership. It kind of, who do you take out? Where are you going to play Ryan Kent, for example? Because this Bassi drop into the back three, or do you know what I mean? So something's going to have to be compromised to get both of them in the team. But it's a good shout. Roof has looked looked sharp. Yeah, as you've seen, Uncle Juicy TV there. That's a good name. That actually it said Roof's in Jamaica. I think he is because I'm pure. I, I seen him in his socials <laughs> last night. He was at an airport. He was moaning about EasyJet or something. So I'd imagine he is away. So. Um, no, I think he's looked good, Roof. I mean, he has played, like Scotia says, kind of out in that right-hand side before for us when, when, when Morelos is through, through the middle. So, potentially, but you're, you're, you're taking him out and a Joe Aribo might be there. So, is he better? I, I don't know. I don't know. I think he'll, he'll, he'll get game time in the, run, in the running, though, Roof, because there's that many games coming up, we'll, we'll need to use him, but... Will he play the old firm? There's a, there is a possibility, but I, I, I've got a feeling he'll stick to stick to the players that he's um, like your Joe Rebo's in that right that right hand side, Doris Akala <laughs> maybe over Roof possibly, which is which is yeah. I can agree with Scotia wee bit. So in terms of Roof, probably maybe should have played against Dundee because Morelos was looking a wee bit that last game there. He looked like he was carrying injury. I know he get taken off in the the Red Star Belgrade game. So I don't know whether he's carrying a wee but knock, but he's obviously over in Colombia oh. at the moment. So we'll we'll just need to wait and see what happens. Come, well, was that me that cut out, or did you just cut out? Because I I had nothing there. I don't know if you. that was me it or you. you. Was it me? Like, I nearly completely lost. You said I was like I sat there and did the whole freeze thing where I stayed at the screen and going, "What's happened here?" Uh, apologies, Ali. I didn't hear the end of that, but I'm sure everybody else did. Uh, thank you very much, David, for your question. Now I'm going to address the elephant in the room um, just now because there's a few people asked it, and it's also been asked on our social, so I'm going to tie it into one here. I don't want this podcast to be too negative. This is we come on here to have a bit of a, a laugh and a joke. Can I keep it upbeat because you just can ask us questions and stuff? But I will address the the carry on between Club at 1872 and um, the club today. 
And by me saying carry on, you're probably getting where I'm going to go with this. Uh, it was asked by Scott Welder. Um, he said, fantastic pod, guys, and the four of you have great passion and chemistry. Thank you very much. Where do you stand with this despicable infighting between the board and Club 1872? Um, also, somebody else asked it as well. Connor asked it. Uh, how do you guys feel recently about the club statement? <sighs> Does any of you want to go first before I go? Or do you want me to go first on this? <laughs> um, if I am going Take to be away. brutally yeah, if I'm going to be brutally honest, it's just a shambles. It really is. It's it's bordering on embarrassing by both parties on this. <clears throat> now, I have my opinions on the, certain things. Some of the things that Club eighteen seventy two maybe have said could maybe possibly ring true. I think there's a lot of work needing done around things, uh, the way the club handle matters. However, this is the wrong time to do it and it's the wrong way to do it. There is no need for this to be public. And my personal opinion, again, I know nothing. We've got no connection with the club. This is my personal opinion. Dave King has now become... Club 1872 has now became the puppet for uh, for Dave King. And they, everything that Dave King wants to say kind of goes through them uh, and it's trying to... To provoke, provoke something it's obviously clearly personal between them I don't understand why it had to be made uh, public, I think the club statement responding, they shouldn't have I think the club statement's even bordering on worse than what Club 1872's was, uh, but this shouldn't have been made public, we should not be distracted with this, the fans don't deserve this, uh, at this stage of the season um, everything about it is wrong uh, and embarrassing in my opinion and yeah, both of them should um, have serious words with themselves about keeping quiet uh, for a wee while because I don't think the support are going to put up this. And I did hear something on David Edgar's update today that I agree with. The only thing we all want to hear from the club right now is that Australia is cancelled. Until then, don't release anything. That's my opinion on it. Ali? Uh, to be fair, I didn't get to read Club 1872's statement today, but I can... Pretty sure I know what was in it, to be honest. Um, I did see the club statement come out, because as soon as I seen the, the statement flash up, I actually thought, I was working today, they were coming out to possibly say to us they'd cancelled that Australia friendly. That's what I'd thought. And then um, I read it, but it's dead petty, man. This is, um, it doesn't look good, especially for a, a club of, of, of Glasgow Rangers. It's the type of stuff you would see on the other side of the city. It's quite embarrassing, and they'll be looking at that going, look at them over there. We should be concentrating on the park at the moment because we're coming at a critical stage of the of the season in, in terms of what April's bringing up, and um, it's not needed at the moment. There's quite a few things behind the scenes at the moment not needed. Um, the protests at the, the weekend, obviously, we understand what they were for, but there's there's a few things in the background which we don't really need at the moment. Um but we need to do it in-house. I don't like this, airing your dirty laundry out in, the, in public, which is what's happening at the moment. And it's it's not good for the club because we need to be together at the moment because we've got a critical, critical um, six weeks coming up in terms of three fronts we're fighting on. <clears throat> yeah. 100%. Um, I, as I say, I don't do this podcast to try and influence people in any way, shape or form. I was very close um, when the whole Club 1872 thing got announced. I was very close to joining that. Right now, I'm very glad I didn't because I want nothing to do with it. Um, but I would never try and influence people. That's my personal decision. Scotia, your thoughts on it before we, we move on and leave that there for tonight? Yeah, I mean, tend to agree with what you guys have already said, so I would be repeating a lot of it. It's, for me, it's the timing of it. I mean, we've come up to an international break and in before we've got that old firm game, right? So we've got like two weeks of no actual Rangers games or anything happening. And then on the morning, Club 1872 come out with that statement. And it's like, usually you leave the papers to dig something up and start making it about this or that and whatnot and um, let them do it. But we've just kind of set the own fire ourselves with Club 1872 doing that. Again, like you, I am not a member of Club 1872. Not saying that I wouldn't not be a member, but... Um, you know, so I can't really speak for them, but their statement came out it was a fairly lengthy one. And I mean, some of the concerns they've got, I I, I agree with with some of them. But like you said, Carney, there, there does seem to be a very personal element to this that there's a oh, couple yeah. of people not liking each other in it. That well, that's the way it comes across to me. And then the, the statement from the club today when I read it, I was like, oh, that was a bit nippy, um, it was because it was very short and like, there you go. And yeah. like, what's that all about? And then looked into it a wee bit more. I uh, so it was a not the best timing to do it, I don't think. We don't need it. We all need to sort of be behind the team because what this kind of does is it then 
it'll set people up against Club 1872 if they've seen that statement and don't agree with it. And then, so you'll get this kind of divide. And we've been lucky for the last, you know, period of time that the Rangers support have all been pretty much unified as one. You yeah. know, there's not been too many splits. I mean, you would have to go back to the kind of the latter stages of um, David Murray's period in charge where there was kind of like a clear divide among sort of fan groups and things like that. It's got that feel that it's going to kind of split a sort of chasm down the, down the support, which we don't need because, yeah, like you say, we should all be supporting the team and it's it's all about, you know, making this season as successful as we could possibly can. Yeah, it's just everything about it is just wrong, really. Uh, I, I don't like it. I don't like it from either side. Uh, it's a... Just <laughs> honestly, it's next. It'll be a statement of you're an idiot. No, no, no. You, you're, you're an idiot. No, no. You're the idiot. No, no, no. It's definitely you. It's just, it's pathetic. It really is. Um, I'm going to leave it there. So I'm sorry if anybody wants any more of that. I won't be having any more of that. We'll leave that there, and we'll get back to more light-hearted things. And we'll start by talking about shaving your balls. It's time for a, a, a word from our sponsor. Uh, it's time to join the four million men worldwide to trust Manscaped to our leaders in blow the waist grooming, and you can provide you with the bright tools for the job to keep your balls. Thanking you with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com. Use the code CLUBAT22 for twenty percent off and free shipping. Manscaped are the global leaders in men's blow the waist grooming and have forever changed the grooming game with a performance package. 4.0. The number one product in the package is the Lawnmower 4.0. It has skin safe technology and has an LED light in case you want to live life on the edge and shave your delicates in the dark. Uh, to complete the trimming of said delicates, finish it off with the Crop Preserver Bald Derodent, the Crop Reviver Bald Toner, which is Scotia's favourite. These formulations will have your balls smelling like a king. A king. It's time to throw out your old hygiene habits and upgrade your life. What will your balls do, Scotia? They will thank you. They will thank you. So go to manscaped.com, use the code CLUBAT22, you'll get 20% off and free shipping, and you're supporting this podcast. So thank you to Manscaped again for their support, and their products generally are superb. Uh, thank you. Right, let's move on. Where was I? What was I doing? I think I'll go back to my. I'll go back to the social media. Go on to happier now. things. Go on to happier things, very much. I hope the next question's a happier one, I really do. Uh, this one is from... Connor Rowan as well via YouTube, uh, he asked, how confident do you guys feel about the 3rd of April old firm? Oh my goodness, what a question to start with. I am pretty confident myself. I see a 3-1 win, Morelos and Kent with a goal each at least. Ali? <laughs> I wish I had his confidence. <laughs> I'll tell you what, when I'm when I'm walking up to Ibrooks on that day, my heart will be beating like hell. It's... Don't know how many times we've said it. it's a horrible game to watch, horrible game to be there at. It's um I don't know, if I'm being honest. I'll need to see who comes back. Hopefully they'll come back fit and healthy from international duty and have a look. If you're being honest about it, and I, and I said this previously, our league form hasn't been convincing. We have been no. scraping wins. Scraped at the weekend, Aberdeen we scraped, St Johnson we scraped. You can go through them all. I'm trying to think back to somebody who actually convincingly beat in the league. But, um, yeah, Hearts. And that was a way back in, what was that, January yeah. or something? So, yeah, um, and you have to look across the other side of the city. They're putting teams away at the moment, convincingly. They are. And they'll fancy themselves and they will come to Ibrox and attack us. And, and obviously, they'll try and win the league at Ibrox on, on that day. So, I'm confident Rangers, if Rangers show up, Rangers should win. But I'm not, as we all know, are we confident Rangers will show up? Because we don't know what Rangers are going to show up. So, yeah, of course we can beat them. But I'll I'll know nearer the time when I, when I know what players are available and what we're going in with. But um, I did see they've got a couple of players not going in international duty. Um, Tom Rogic, Maida, I think his name is, so... I know what they're up to, but um, aye, of course we can beat them, but it's what Rangers team turn up. That's a question. 100%, 100%, 100%, 100% mate. I've, I've said before as well, um, old firm at Ibrooks usually is you picking me up very early on, mate. We're both getting in the car absolutely miserable and don't really want to talk about the football because of the emotions that your body's going through. Uh, am, I, am I confident? 
I think Rangers can do it. Yes, of course I do. Uh, I am never confident. No, I am one of those people that I'm, I never really get confidence. The last Old Firm game I was confident about was the last one of last season. I was like, 100%, we'll win this. I didn't think there would be any doubt in it. And yeah, but I don't really get confident. And I, I've said it before, I do not enjoy them. I mean, sitting in Ibrox is horrific, man. <laughs> Having to put your body through that. You leave the place at what? You kick off at 12, you're out of the place for what, quarter to two, two o'clock, and you're absolutely knackered, like absolutely done in. So, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Who doesn't enjoy looking forward to an old firm? But I wish I had your confidence. Uh, but do I believe we can do it? Same as Ali. Yes, of course I believe we can do it. And if we're going to be honest, we have to win it. It's as simple as that. There's not really any really manoeuvre for anything else. We have to win this game. Scotia, you, you very confident, mate? I think right now is the co- most confident I'm going to get because it's. Go- I always say it, it goes through a range of emotions in the yes. weeks leading up to an old firm and in particular this one because it's because it's an international week and Scotland aren't really playing a, a meaningful game in terms of the World Cup qualifiers or anything this is kind of an international week where I'm probably not going to be as focused on Scotland as I normally am um, so I'll think about it more and my, my, my confidence levels will probably stay this will be the highest they get but they'll drop down really low and they'll, they'll fluctuate the, the, in the week leading up to it um, at right now I'm feeling fairly comfortable about it. It's at Ibrooks. I feel good. I think the team's team's good enough. I mean, Ali, you saying there, I've not even looked at the players for them that have went away with their international teams, but it's going in international duties, a bit of a, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, obviously, they could pick up a knock and then rule them out, but they could also go and perform really well for their, their national teams and come back absolutely buzzing because it's, I think for quite a lot of them, I've got a wee list here, actually. Have you got Ramsey, Nigeria, so Ramsey for the, the Wales squad, the, the Nigerian lads, Swedish Hellander, Morelos well, and Sands. I didn't think Ramsey played for Nigeria, mate. <laughs> <laughs> just just cleaning that one up for you. Yes, yeah. um, but they, they're all they're they're all going to be involved in games that actually matter for their countries in terms of qualifying for the World Cup in December. So um, you know they could if they put in good performances, they could come back flying. It'd be really good for us. So right now I'm feeling okay about it, but like I say, you ask me this question come Friday evening, I'll probably go. Like, oh, I'm absolutely terrified of it. <laughs> We're going to get yeah. beat. We're going to... Yeah, definitely. So thank you very much for that, Connor. I'll move to one that I've got to say. Where is it? There it is. Scott in Berlin. Uh, Scotia, I come back to you after Rangers. Who do you support? Well, I really only support Rangers in Scotland. That's who I support. But I suppose. Teams that I don't mind doing too well. Um, I've got a bit of fondness for Albion Rovers because my dad supports them, and it's kind of from Coatbridge where I originally lived. Um, other than that, I love Milan. Just ever since the nineties, watching them in, in, in Channel Four and Goal Lazio and stuff was on, and um, love absolutely love Milan. Um, yeah, so that's that would probably be. It. I've got the Union Berlin flag up above me as well for that time that, that we went on the, the stag do. So. Don't really support them, but I like to see like Milan and Union Berlin do do pretty well. Yeah, Ali, we'll probably say the same thing. I'd imagine um, the Rangers beating. Yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> Scott and Berlin, but you get asked this question a lot. Who, who's your English team and who's that? I'm sorry, I what? Do you mean one. who's my English team? Who's that? <laughs> it's um, it's Rangers, and that is it. There is no other team. I have been and watched other teams. And stag twos. I've been to Newcastle, Newcastle home, but I've been to Newcastle, watched them. We went to the Union Berlin. I was good in that, but it's, it's not your team. It's not the same. And no, I don't have any other team. I'm so I wish I could come out like Scotia and say I've got this team or that or Scotland, but no, it's Rangers and Rangers only, and that is it. That is all I care about. Yeah, I hate being like Ali, but I'm 100% the same. I really don't have another team. My dad's got a good fondness for Aston Villa, down to my uncle, uh, my dad's brother-in-law. Uh, he's a he's a massive Villa fan and a, and a good blue nose as well, uh, I have to say. But I've, it's never it's, it's never really grabbed a hold of me the way Rangers has, uh, and I've got very little interest in national football. <clears throat> so I, I genuinely couldn't. I'm sorry, Scott and Berlin as well. I've got to be like Ali here. I can't pick another team because there isn't one. <laughs> there is only one team genuinely for me. Um, I don't really have an English team. It doesn't really bother me. Uh, I had Man U tops when I was younger. I loved watching Liverpool when I was younger. So that shows you how much it's completely different. Like it, it doesn't. 
it doesn't do anything for I think I'd have Real Madrid top. I quite like Real Madrid. If I had to pick between Barca and Real Madrid, I probably would pick Real Madrid, to be honest. But I mean uh, it's that uh, thing. You, uh, you don't really support them as such. You just no, like watching them and don't mind yeah, them don't, doing yeah. too badly. It is, yeah, they right usually have quite nice in Scotland, but yeah, they usually have quite nice strips and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, usually something like that. But no, I'm sorry, Scott. It's uh, it's Rangers and Rangers only for me. Uh, so cheers for that. Uh, Mafeda asked a question from Facebook: Who was your worst Rangers player who continually got a game and you had no idea why? I've got one very very recently, and it's Brandon Barker. Um, I'm sure you all are very aware of that. Uh, he uh, Maf said uh, his was Hamid Nabucci. He did absolutely nothing, and Big Ek kept playing him in Europe. So I can't remember Scotia. Who was yours? Your worst ever Ranger? Oh, put me in the spot again hard here. I've got, I've got, <laughs> hard. Oh, who was the boy that um, I forget his name that we swapped for Van Vossen Ali you'll know this I don't know Selenko half a season no. Selenko Oleg Selenko aye it would have Oleg been Oleg Selenko we had him for half a season and then Van Vossen came in for him we switched, switched mm. him out in the Christmas period I think him oh, yeah, him, but then you could go... I mean, do we even want to touch on the banter years with some oh, of the players God. that were in that team? Yeah, Cabrari? I know, I know. Right, leave Cabrari alone. Yeah. He's a five million centre-back, Scotia. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, let, let's steer clear of the banter years. Um, yeah, probably Solenko, maybe. Mm, Solenko. He scored, though, didn't he? I'm sure he scored. I remember the legs Solenko well, was, I don't know if it was Solenko. That someone's named Daniel Prodan there, yes, because Daniel Prodan didn't play a game, did he? <laughs> no, I don't think he did, no. Uh, Ali, who is it for you? Oh, God. Um, Namucci's a good shout, to be fair. Namucci was a bit of a utility player. He was he was all right, Namucci, but that's all he was. He was all right. But Big Eck had a thing for him, I think, because he always played him, especially in Europe. He was always there. Um Oh, wow, there's so many I could fling out. Andy Fay, there's one for you. <laughs> Christ, he was rotten. Um, I, oh. James B. Oh, I there's one. Disaster. <laughs> oh. Came he up English internationally, scored so many goals for Southampton. Came up to us, could, didn't even score a goal. It was like Francis Jeffers that came up, Fox in the Box. Yeah. He, he was no Fox in the Box, I'll tell you that. Um, but no. Um, I hear there's tons of them, but um, Nuno Capucho is a useful one. But um, no, um, I've got one again. James James, James Beatty. Go, Scotch. I've got one again because that, this uh, refreshing my memory. I'm sure we had a question like this in one of the other Q and As earlier in the year or last year, and it's Andy Webster. Andy Webster for me was an absolutely woeful signing uh, because he, he just didn't, he was doing well for Hearts, came to us and just couldn't make that step up and I, I had, I'd said at the time I had high hopes for Andy Webster being a decent centre half for us and uh, yeah. that'll, that'll be mine forget Slenko Webster for me after the, the proper banter years finished it is Brandon Barker for me like 100% I, I still to this day can't understand why he ever played for Rangers. No disrespect to the guy, but he's just not good enough. He was nowhere near good enough. Uh, but back in the day, there is so many. See, when you think about it, you're like, oh God. Like, yes, somebody said Joey Barton, Ian Black. Why were they ever playing for? Obviously, due to the circumstances, yes, but there is so many absolute dung man that we used to, that we that we bought. Uh, but Capuccio's uh, a shout as well, uh, definitely. Uh, brilliant, uh, thank you for that. We could probably do a whole podcast on that, by the way, to be yeah. honest. Just <laughs> failed Rangers players, 100% could do that. Uh, right, I'll go back to some live questions. Probably quite a quick one. This one, uh, Ross McKinley, do you think EPL teams are still looking at Aribo, even though he's had a slump since coming back from the AFCON? Uh, my opinion is, yes, his quality is still there. Form will, his form will dip and peak, as every player does. Uh, I would be shocked if there's still not people looking at him. Ali? Yeah, the team's looking at Aribo, definitely. Too much quality, Aribo. Ah, he's not been, to be fair, he's... He was player of the season before he went to AFCON and he's, he's playing his way out of player of the season at the moment, Aribo. So, um, I know you were reading, what was that Senderos you were reading there? So, um, Senderos, yeah. I just, I know, I'm, show, I'm coming away from my Aribo thing, but there was actually a group of guys that went to the, the Belgrade game on Thursday and they went via whatever he plays for and met 
um, big send-offs and he let them in the stadium and stuff and never oh, had did a he? wee look about. It was on Twitter, I looked quite good. But I know, I'm sorry, I've got sidetracked there. But, um, no, right. Joe Aribo, um, aye, 100% there'll be teams looking at him. Where he would get a, a, a top team in England at the moment, I don't think so. I think he would need to go into the Premiership to a, God, a Southampton or something and then maybe t- go to the next level if he does well there. That's, he's probably needs to go at a team like that as a stepping stone in terms of to go at a big team. But I hope he doesn't leave Joe Rebo because he's, he's my main man, Joe Rebo. Yeah. Scotia? Oh, oh, definitely English teams will be looking at him because he's um, just about coming to that, that, what, he's got 13, 14 months left of his contract. So that's the kind of prime time when other clubs will start sniffing around and start, you know, getting agents talking in the background and things like that, even though you're not meant to. That's when you get stuff like that going on. Um, so, yeah, English teams will be looking at Daribo because... Yeah, I agree he's not been great since he's come back from AFCON, but earlier in the season it was fantastic and he was putting in performances in Europe as well. I mean, I think an awful lot of the you know the clubs in the English Premiership will take players from ourselves and Celtic, for that matter, based on their performances in Europe rather than what they're doing in the league too much because they kind of deride our league, probably unfairly at points, I would say, too much. They do it a wee bit too much, but um, no, teams will be looking at them. Yes, definitely. Uh, right, well, oh, Marth had one more. That's a tough one, man. Would you take them winning the treble if we win the Europa League? Oh, God. Uh, yes, I would. See, if we hadn't have won 55, I would be saying no. But what that would do for us as a team to win the Europa League... We would still get into the Champions League. Uh, oh, it sounds very unstaunch, but yes, I would. Scotia? I hate these questions. The it's one so, or the other so kind of are. thing. It's, but Rangers, we should be going into all these competitions going to win. But right, let's. If, if, hypothetically speaking, if you can guarantee me Rangers win the Europa League, then yes, I would let Celtic have a treble if we. You could guarantee me that we would win the Europa League, but in reality, we know that's that's not how it works. So I want Rangers to win. I want Rangers to get a treble this season with Same. the Europa League, yes. the yes. league and the cup. So yeah, we'll go for that one instead. We'll we'll take the treble, and that will include the Europa League. But it is all hypothetical, of course, Ali. If we if that was to happen like that, we were to win the Europa League and they win a treble, that would they are they are. Um, their treble wouldn't even be a, a, a speckle of glitter, really. It, it would take the shine completely off it for them. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the league's there to be won every season. We can go next season, win it if we, if we don't win it this season. A Euro- European Cup final, like I said, I don't think I would see another one in my in my lifetime. So, um, no, he's still on. I radio, am still but, here. Um, my camera's done yeah. that thing. Ali, keep talking. I'll be back in a minute. Yeah. Um, Yeah, you've probably got to say win the Europa, win the Europa League final. Uh, league final. I think Barry Ferguson was asked this question, and he said he would rather win the league. Um, but these Euro- European finals don't come don't come along. So if it if it did come along that scenario, um, I would I would pick that because, like you say, Carney, it would guarantee you Champions League football next year. It would guarantee us even more money this season in terms of the fixtures we'd be playing too. Um, so yeah, you would take it, but yeah, I mean there is a po- <laughs> as much as we hate to think about it, there is a possibility they might win that treble this year because I actually forgot they'd won the league cup. So there are, they'll be thinking, <laughs> they'll be thinking they've got a right good chance, and they do have a good chance of winning it. But um, no, again, I don't like the questions, but if I if I did have to pick it, was, yeah, I'd pick the European final. Yeah, I know. Oh, if, if only things were that easy in life. Yeah, uh, that easy. Apologies for me. Apologies for me getting removed. I wish I understood why it happens from time to time. I really don't. Uh, we're a professional podcast. These things happen. Um, Andrew Hillis on YouTube asked, uh, "Hi lads, great effort from you all each week. A refreshing, balanced, and upbeat change from our haters across various national and local media outlets. Thank you very much. Couple of questions: Is it too early to book flights and accommodation to Seville? And is it possible that we can play Balogun and Jack in every remaining game this season?" Um, as a performance and intensity tail off um, without them. 
I would love to be able to play Ryan Jack for every game this season because I, I think he's crucial to the team. I think he brings out the best in other players. However, I don't think it will be possible with the amount of games that we're about to play in April. Uh, I think he's going to, they're going to need to pick and choose. I think Hollander and Balogun will be constantly rotated as well as they're both really struggling for fitness and match fitness. So, again, that's another perfect world. And it's not too late to book flights. Uh, Scotia's got space in a bed set somewhere. Scotia, <laughs> it's not a bad thing. Um, well, probably Scotia, will be. <laughs> yeah, uh, Scotia, if we could, uh, I would probably pay Balogun and Jack for every game if if we could. Um, yeah, to be honest, I would probably, if Hellander was up to full match fitness, I would prefer Hellander playing more regularly than Balogun in the centre pairing. But obviously, Hellander's not in the uh, the European squad, so Balogun's going to be playing in European games. So, like you, I think that there'll be rotation between Balogun and Hellander for league in Europe, like that. Um, but it would be nice to have, like, a, for the run-in, having a settled pair of centre-halves, because I think it's, it's vital that your two centre-halves and your goalie remain unchanged for sort of these big-pressure games. And then, yeah, as well, I think Jack just does something different to our team, makes players around about and play better, gives the team that bit of confidence. So, yes, I would love to see Jack playing every game for Rangers here on in. Just yeah, fit. it's almost it's almost an obvious question. And to Ali, of course, we would have Jack playing. Yeah, and at the moment, I would have Balogun playing too until Hollanders, because Hollander I thought was was miles off at the weekend again. He has been out for ages, okay. but it's um, no, we need to rotate those two, unfortunately, because they're two players that I don't think can can guarantee us to play every game to end of the season. Balogun's. 33-34 now, Ryan Jack's injury prone, so and Balogun's injury prone to that extent too he's been out of the Rangers team since he's been at Rangers, so he's been injured a few times so yeah, I think we'll need to rotate um, especially the games we've got coming up, it's, it's a hectic schedule and we will need to rotate those positions, unfortunately because Ryan Jack, I think, is instrumental for Rangers going forward, I really do I think he makes players round about and tick I think he was missing at the weekend, big style but I think Gio's thinking behind it was we've got enough to get through Dundee, which we should have, and we did. Um, and he's just. keeping him in, yeah, he's just. and he's he's keep he's keeping him in cotton wool for the Celtic game unless Scotia's bloody Scotland injure him. Um, so I'm bored. Does he play for Scotland? Scotland. Sorry, Scotia. Yeah, I'm. They better not play for Scotland. Well, he's I cleaning the boots or something. That'll do him. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind. You can warm up the bench if you like. So I hope we don't see too much of Ryan Jack for Scotland. Uh, Magic, uh, as I said... That Here's was a quick one, Carney. On Go the me. Balogun situation, he comes out at the end of his contract, so would you extend him for another year when it runs out this year? Wages of 34? Nice, 34. 34. Yes, probably another year. I'd give him a year. Wouldn't give him any more. Um, but I do... No, Suter's coming in. Oh, God, I don't know. Ah! Um, I going. <laughs> Oh, Goldson's going. Yes, I would keep Balogun. <laughs> yes, yes. Ali. Sorry, that was supposed to be a quick one. <laughs> yeah, I'd give my year's contract, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Uh, right, I'm cautious of time, so I'm going to rattle through as many as I can. Sorry about this. Ah, there's loads. Um, I might not get through them all, but I will try. Um, Ian Ross, do you think uh, that Loudig should get more game time? Again, this is a difficult one because of the time of the season that we are at. Um, we were at the B team game, and he just impresses every time I see Lowry play. He just impresses me. I get more and more excited every every time I see him. There's definitely real, real talent in that boy. There is no doubt about it. Do uh, I think he'll get more game time this season? I don't. Mm. I don't think so because of the, the the April we're about to hit. I, I can't see it happening. Potentially coming on as a sub if games are dead and buried. Um, but uh, what I would say is I would promote him to the the first team for next year. Uh, I, I think he has to be a squad player for next year. Ali. Yeah, I've got too many critical games coming up, and. Um... He's a shining light in that B team, and we've seen him, like you said, at the weekend, Carney. He's miles ahead of players in that park. He was so far ahead of some of the players. Um, very intelligent for a boy of his age as well. He looks brilliant. But, no, I, I, I'll, similar to you, I, I might come on if I can't in a game with 10, 15 minutes to go at Ibrox, possibly, or 
whatever happens in the league, if we end up winning the league with a couple of games left, or the dreaded, if they end up winning it and we've got a couple of games left over and it's a bit of a dead rubber, yeah, I can see him playing games like that from the start. So, potentially, yeah, it just depends how the season kind of pans out. Yeah, Scotia, for you? Yeah, I know I'm the same. Um, I Again, I thought yesterday, not yesterday, Sunday would have been an ample opportunity for him to be on the bench and come on if the game was going well. Um, but obviously he was playing in that B team game on the Saturday. Um, we're kind of, at that stage, yeah, completely like Pearson. That, as long as we're, if we're 4-0 up, because I was just looking at actually to who could be in the top six and it's still up for anyone's grabs, you know, beneath, uh, below hearts. It's anyone's to kind of get in that top six along with the top three sides. Yeah, uh, I would definitely, as I say, definitely like to see him in the first team next year. I think he thoroughly deserves that. Um, right, where was I? Um, Aldo's asked, are we going to the Legends game? Yes, we are. Could potentially be quite special for us. Uh, keep your eye out for it. No matter what, there will be a video of some form on Saturday um, from us at the Legends game. But it, it could be a rather good one. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, and I'll move on to Ross McLean on YouTube. How you doing, Ross? Uh, tough one, but what are your predictions for what we'll achieve by the end of the season? Um, League, Europe, Cup, etc. Again, I hate these questions, man. Because he'll come back and slap me in the face. He's not no end of this podcast. Anything time I say something, it comes back and smashes me. Um, Honestly, um, if I am being realistic about it, uh, and I'll lose staunch points here, man, I know I'm going to... I don't think we'll make the the final of the Europa League. I think we could potentially, uh, and probably should, make the semis. Uh, I think I expect Atalanta to, to put out Leipzig, and they're a very good team, a very, very good team, and you do have the small matter of Barcelona in this competition. So, you get the final, anything can happen, I understand that, but that, I think semi-finals is probably a limit. And I expect a double. I really do. I expect the Scottish Cup and the league. And I don't know why I've just said that because now that's just the worst thing you can say, to be honest. But it's not over yet. And I, it's not over yet. I don't want to say too much. It's not over yet. Um, there is still there is still time. Um, so I, I expect the, the league and the cup. Ali? Same with Europe, to be honest. If I'm being very honest with myself, I didn't expect us to get as far as we did because we didn't start well in Europe in the group stages. Remember, I think we lost the first two games or something in the group stages. Um, so I didn't expect us to get where we are at the moment. Yeah, I think we could get to the semi-finals and give it a good right shot there. To me, Europe's a free hit at the moment and I think that's why you see Rangers playing well in Europe because it is a free hit. I don't think they've got pressure when they play these games, although they are big games, but it's not the same as the league pressure. So, yeah, I, I can't see us making the final, unfortunately. The Scottish Cup, Carney, you don't like my Aussie averages, but <laughs> this one... You're doing one. They need to yeah. do something at Hamden. They need to do something. They owe Celtic one at Hamden. So, yeah, I can actually see Celtic win. Um, Celtic, I mean, Rangers winning the Scottish Cup. Um, <laughs> and then in terms of the league... Oof, I don't know, because Rangers do not convince me in the league. And I've been saying it for five since we've come back for the break, give me an argument to say Rangers can win all the games in the league because I don't think they can and I still don't think they can. I think the game next next a week on Sunday is critical. If Rangers drop points in that game, i.e. if they draw, Celtic will win the league. Um, if Rangers win that game, I can see us kicking on and winning that league. It's all down to that game for me. But if we, anything less than a win for Rangers, and I'm sorry to say it, but, but they will win that league title. So positive, isn't it, Scotia? <laughs> I said it earlier, we were winning the treble this season, so keep uh, it at that. <laughs> no, be sensible. I'm sensible. I'm similar to you in terms of the, the Europa League. I think we'll get to the semis. I'd prefer it to be Atalanta we get because I can't stand teams like Red Bull, like, like you know, bought over by big multinational companies and pumped up the league with loads and loads of money. So i got a wee dig in there. Curry Muncher always likes me to get a wee dig into some other team. So there's the Leipzig fans loving me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I feel confident about the league if I'm being honest with myself right now. But like similar to the old firm question, that'll fluctuate as the, the weeks and months go by. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Look, as I say, there's a long way to go yet, yeah, and I, 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 I also quite like when some some try to write us off. Um, when some tries to write us off, that's when the, the greatest things can happen. So you never know. This could be a season to remember. It could also be a season to forget, but uh, we're still there. We're still there. We've got three competitions to go for here. Um, so uh, you've got to remain as positive as you can. Um, and I, I do genuinely, genuinely still think we can win this league. I, I've got no doubts about it in my mind. Um, we ha- we ha- we do have to win the, ne- the next game. We have to win the old firm game, but it's well within our capabilities to do so. So, yeah. Uh, right, we'll finish with Tommy Letanka. Um Hi, Tommy. Uh, what's your goal of the season, Rangers' goal of the season so far? Whew, I like that. I can be the host here. Ali, what's yours? And it gives me time to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> cheers. Cheers for that. Good sake, Tommy. Honestly, you could text me earlier on, Tommy, to see what asking that question. Um, oof, goal of the season. Oof, I'm trying to think back and rattle my head for goals who scored. Um, okay. Gosh, not that difficult, Scotia, you love one. Scotia, you go. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm doing this because I don't even need to think about it, right? And it's it, when I look back and reflect on it, it's not going to be. But I'm going for Connor Goldson's goal at the weekend there as my goal of the season because mm. that was vitally important. So for what it meant, you know, to keep up to keep that gap at three points at the moment, yeah, take that. I know that's a kind of easy out, but I'm taking that because I'm like Ali scratching my head to try and think the other ones. I'll go for James Tavernier's second goal in the Dortmund game because I don't think I've ever heard Ibrox like that before in my life. Uh, it was incredible. So everything that went around that goal, um, I'll go for James Tavernier's second uh, against Dortmund. I've Ibrox. Got it was tremendous. Here we go, there we go. <laughs> Hallelujah. I was running out of things to say. I was, there, my ba- I was rattling my brain for Joe Aribo goals, because Joe Aribo scored some fantastic goals for us earlier on the season, but I honestly can't remember them, to be honest. So I'm going yeah. to go with one that was more recent. And it was one that I actually sat and watched the game with Tommy. So you'll remember this one. It was um, John Lundstrom's third goal against Dortmund away. I thought the build-up to that was outstanding. And the finish was sublime. So I'll go with that That one. was. That was. That was an absolutely superb. An absolutely superb goal. Uh, yes. So that'll do us. Uh, I think I've got through pretty much everything. Uh, if I've missed you, I'm really, really sorry. I really have. Here's a quick went, one. Went. Another one. Quick one, Carney. Katic. Go. I've seen a few people put up there about Katic. What about him? Because he's obviously still out and loan. I, no. I don't even know how that how his team are getting on. I don't he'll be he'll be moved on in the summer, Scotia. I'm sorry to tell you that, but he'll yeah, be moved so. on. Yeah. Him with him and Netton, they'll be moved on together. There you go. Netton's <laughs> disappeared down, yeah. a, down a hole. I think the last game he, he played has. was um, we played Celtic in the Glasgow Cup. I think he was playing in that game. That just, shows, that just shows where his career is with Rangers if he's playing at that. So you go. See, 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 James also asked a question. Who is Tommy and why has, isn't he on the pod? Mm, you never know. Stranger things have happened, CGM. He's got a rubbish um, laptop. That's what he's got. <laughs> he's <laughs> laptop from the 1930s. So, yeah. You never know. Uh, yeah, that'll do us. Uh, amazing. Honestly, thank you to everybody for getting involved. We just thought we'd do something a wee bit different. We're into an international break and we generally love doing this. He getting... Uh, interaction with you and getting to ask uh, answer questions. It's been it's brilliant. It's what we what we what we live for. So, Ali, thank you very much for your time, mate, and enjoy um, been on the time. Is that what is that what you say? Aye. Was that song Gaza sang? Was it Wine in the Time? Was all mine? All mine? That's mine. mine. That's right. Yeah. I'm not going to sing it all for everyone, but I like <laughs> actually um, actually up for the Legends game. So you go. Um, yeah. But um, no. I brought all my stuff down, so there, that's dedication for you there, Carney. The Wi-Fi yeah, held up been... as well, so I'm away. Yeah, I'm away down to the restaurant of this hotel for some tea, so I'm looking forward to that. Good, mate. Good. Uh, cheers, Scotia, my man. Yeah, cheers. I really enjoyed that this evening. Fog on the time, apparently. Fog on the time is all mine, all mine, isn't it? That's what they say. Yeah, fog uh, on the yeah, Everyone's going to go listen to that on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's the, the views that are just going to show up. Uh, that's brilliant. As I say, we will be back with some form of video on Saturday after the Legends game. Also, next week, uh, next week's Club Deck Corner might be on Wednesday, but trust me, 
it is going to be worth the wait. It's going to be a podcast first for us. We are generally buzzing to to do it. Uh, it should all be happening. I can't. See, nothing is getting in the way so far. Uh, so please. Uh, tune in next Wednesday. Uh, it'll be something to it'll be something to remember. It's our first for us, and we are we are genuinely, genuinely buzzing to do it. So really looking forward to it. Uh, again, thank you to everybody for for being involved in the comments tonight. Uh, really, really good, really good, enjoyable. I say we will be back. We're going to take a, a couple of days off. It's not often we do so. We're going to take a couple of days off, and we will be back on Saturday with some form of video after the Legends game. Uh, so as always, please like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel, all the usual stuff. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll speak to you on Saturday. Thank you for tuning in. We are Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, and we'll speak to you all next time. Cheers, everybody. <laughs>